Succession Season 2 is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh Wiggler. I'm joined at this hour by Emily Fox. And Emily, we have a, we have a whole mess of things to unpack here as uh, Waystar Royco crumbling to ash because Kendall Roy is indeed a killer. I'm surprised we didn't hear Kendall Roy go, you know, we're just getting started. Well, he was just getting started bringing his father down. We are just getting started talking about the succession season two finale, which happened a couple of days ago. As you are listening to this podcast, it is a lot to process. Emily and I cannot do it on our own. So once again, returning in from the cold, uh, when you heard from him last, he was known as cousin Ben. Uh, when you hear from him today, I think that he is even elevated past cousin Benjamin. I think we're talking to Bendel Roy today. <laughs> uh, Ben, hello and welcome back to the podcast. Hey, um, great to be here. So, um, it's like really <laughs> so good to be uh, here and basically I'm on I'm the podcast right now and they told me to say one thing, but actually, um, my dad is a malignant presence and, uh, <laughs> F you and that's the podcast. What is, is cursing allowed on this podcast? Uh, yeah, we'll give a blanket warning now. We've been cursing a little bit along the way. It yeah. is a succession oh, podcast, so <laughs> let's try not to be uh, too liberal with the F-bombs, but they've been known to fly. I've certainly been guilty of such things, which is uh, less guilt than uh, I think Logan Roy is currently feeling, though maybe he's feeling a little dumb, sending his number one boy out into the wild as the blood sacrifice, and the big twist of the finale, of course, is the blood sacrifice rebels against the master Kendall Roy, who has been a slave to his dad all season long, uh, finally bites back. Uh, and daddy's number one boy is now his own man reactions at the top of the hour. Let's start with you, Emily Fox. What did you think of the season two finale? I mean, so I kept jumping between different characters trying to hypothesize what was going to happen, but I did not see this coming. Um, now that I've read through a bunch of think pieces, sort of assessing the finale peak itself. content on succession yeah, lots it, of think pieces there are a lot of really great articles lots out of interviews there. jesse um, armstrong showrunner giving lots of interviews where he's like yeah i don't want to tell you anything about what happened you mm-hmm. can just figure it out on your own the, sh- yeah. the show is the best version of the show certainly agree this podcast is far from the best version of the show <laughs> no but uh once it started to happen i was like no this is such a good long con and i'm so impressed by every single thing that can long does. long con on the part of the show or on the part of the characters um and probably part of the characters i think you know we always knew that every single character had it in them to kind of backstab each other to get to the top but i think for kendall especially we put a lot of emphasis on him being you know at such low points in this season so to see him turn around and completely stab his father directly in the heart was pretty incredible all right uh bendel roy what did you what did you think of uh of what happened here were you surprised a at logan selling Ken down the river and be Ken doing what he does at the end of the finale. Um, was I surprised? I, I would actually say no. And I, you and I had a conversation last week in which um, I said, there's absolutely no way it's Tom. That Tom is certainly not mm-hmm. the right. choice. And, and you, he was like the and, obvious choice. And then everyone was like, yeah, but it's not bloody enough. Well, you, you said, you said you thought it might be, but the thing is right in the show. I mean, I, I yes. definitely was hoodwinked. I thought it would be Tom um, for sure. I, it, the show, it, that'd, be, that'd be so boring of the show. That'd be so obvious. And obviously I thought, but with like a couple of Greg sprinkles, yeah, that, couple, wouldn't, yeah. that wouldn't have done the trick. I could eat anything with a couple of Greg sprinkles. <laughs> no woman, no cry. No woman, no um, cry. So if it, if it should be, so then it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, I did suspect it might be Logan uh, just because I felt like the show would sort of turn it around and it, it being Kendall is just even more depressing. And it's just sort of 
where does the show go from there? So I suspected Kendall. I mean, sorry, Logan. Yeah. I am unsure as to what I watched. And I voiced this to you earlier and you called me, uh, I think you, you said you're you like, coward. no, you said you're like one of those stupid Westworld people. I didn't say you're one of those <laughs> stupid Westworld people. I was saying, and this is something that when Dominic was on the podcast a few weeks, you don't listen to the podcast, but Dominic from Survivor Ghost Island was on the podcast <laughs> uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, Bendel is shouting out Dom. Uh, when he was on, we were talking about some of like the convoluted like theory rabbit holes you can get into with any of these shows. And I think that Succession for me rises above that game to a certain degree. But the way that this season ended has at the very least engendered some of that theorizing where it ends with Kendall betraying his father. He goes to the press conference allegedly to to take the blame for what's going on with cruises and all of the mess that has happened. He's supposed to shock absorb all of the pain and anger and then he veers away from that uh, and throws his father under the, under the bus, calls him a malignant present. Uh, yeah, I, said, I said presents like it was a gift but it's kind of, a, <laughs> kind of the opposite of that. Uh, he says his father is a, a bully and a liar uh, and that he has his thumb on every single aspect of the Empire so it'd be ridiculous to think that he didn't know exactly what was going on here. Uh, and there seems to be a, a split decision within the fandom as to whether or not Logan got uh, got ambushed here, got surprised by his son or got exactly what he wanted. Uh, well, I, I, there's like the little smirk that Brian Cox delivers yes. at the end. There are so the many episode. articles related to the smirk. A lot too. of people have a lot of takes on the smiles. Ben, deliver us right. your take well, on the smile. I have a couple of takes. I haven't read it at the articles. I deliberately stayed away because I think my theories are great. Airtight. You yeah. just want to be really <laughs> pure. One, there's my thought was maybe Logan is just proud. It's like the park cocaine of uh, succession <laughs> commentary. <laughs> just unfiltered uh, good stuff. Um, uh, you, you can't return me. Is the other part of the, <laughs> That's the, the part other piece of it. Yeah, um, I can't get my money back. Um, the, it's too late. We're the, too what deep. you've the already thing, invested is we're done. Too deep. We're too deep. Um, so one is that I think there's like a chance that he just is feeling proud. Like, ah, Kendall, look at you. Yeah. You can do this. You're a killer. And, and you are a killer. And maybe that he's like proud of his son kind of screwing him over. Two is that he has... Um, he suspected that Kendall might do this and he did this purposely. I'm not really sure because it seems like now everyone's going to kind of go down with the ship here. Not just Logan, like Kendall's just going to deliver. I mean, everyone's dirty in this situation. And three is that him and Kendall maybe had come up with this plan together. All of that seems a little far-fetched. So I'm, I'm leaning towards one or two here. Um, Emily, do you have a, a strong take on the smile? I'll tell you that there, you know, we can consult some of the feedback we've gotten for this episode already. For instance, Zach Brooks is team. This was the plan the whole time. He says that was definitely Logan's plan the whole time. He couldn't just resign. So he had to have Kendall throw him under the bus and quote unquote, kill him. Kendall became the killer he needed to be. I totally didn't see that coming. So that take is definitely out there, both in the, in the, the critical discourse of succession, as well as our audience audience here on post show recaps emily where do you land i mean so they all get together and have sort of this meeting of the minds where they go around the room and he basically logan walks in and goes well it has to be me so maybe he planted that early on and just that was the real test for kendall that's what i was thinking so you think that he he's like incepting kendall in that yeah. moment yeah you think that he's leaving kendall with the idea that it's time to throw daddy under the bus yeah because that's the first idea he comes up with after the night of being like, drink, we'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah, um, I don't think so. 
I don't I don't think so. I think that this was a little more straightforward. I think that the reason why this show is so good is because the characters are so like deeply, richly drawn. And what we've had arced out all season long is Kendall beginning like reeling from the aftermath of what happened with the accident at Shiv and Tom's wedding. Uh, and we've like been very like carefully long arcing like some semblance of a return to humanity for him. Like he was in like full zombie husk mode for the first half of the season. And I think like that starts to take a turn when they go to the pierces in Turnhaven and he meets Naomi and he has that conversation with her in the helicopter of like how amazing would it be if you could just walk away from all of this and just take the money and go and not have to be involved in any of this anymore uh, and then he gets like a, a booster shot of confidence from uh, the trip to Dundee and the L to the OG which I'm sure Ben you have many takes on would be my guess uh, I certainly have many texts from you about the subject um, and he starts to like have like a little bit more of a zest for life after that and even when he goes down to Washington with his dad and he speaks before uh, the congressional hearing, uh, Kendall is like speaking in a way that is more collected than ever. Like he's already like been a killer in like the Valter situation and everything. Uh, but that was really on behalf of his dad. I think the way that he's like articulating the case in front of Congress, like everybody agrees in this episode, even his siblings who have been ragging on him all season long, finally agree like, Kendall, you did something right with no asterisks. That was good. Uh, and I, I think that like we've been we've been creeping towards some form of actualization with not just that stuff, but Kendall wanting to have some semblance of humanity, bringing Naomi back to, right. to England and then his dad shitting on that, him bringing Naomi on the boat in this episode and his dad shitting on that again. Uh, and I think that the final consequence, the final strike for him is like he could keep being this loyal, obedient dog all Under day the, long. the thumb of his father. But he yeah. still gets like thrown into the middle of the ocean without a life jacket. Like when it comes time to like throw somebody into to the fire uh, his dad says him and I think that you could say like if you want to assign Logan like super genius levels of power and persuasion you could say that this was all one long gambit but I think it's so much more satisfying if what we're moving into with season three is a Kendall who is finally willing to just like stab his dad in the front like maybe there's the possibility that Logan saw it coming to some degree but to say like he engineered it or it's some kind of like secret cabal that he and Kendall had well, no, and we didn't get treated to that scene that's not exactly what I was saying. No, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily what you yeah. were saying. I think that that take is out there. I think that that's just like Rob's Kendall of some agency that makes him a less interesting character moving forward. So you're, what I'm saying is you're wrong. <laughs> no, no. I just, that's my, that's my position. On it. Yeah, no, but I think he so was pushed the to the brink. He was literally, <laughs> he was pushed to the brink of having to react this way. And, you know, whether it was subconscious or not, I think his dad saying like, it has to be me. Maybe that really sat with him in a way, especially being told that you're not a killer. Like, that's insane to me. You're 100% uh, factually a killer. Yeah, you so. literally killed a person. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I guess yeah. N NRPI is uh, what we call that. No real person involved. Ugh, I hate that so much. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. I guess also on a, like a uh, storytelling level, which is something I'm very much an expert in, the art of storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess the first season ends with Kendall attempting a bear hug, totally getting screwed over. Right. And this essentially would be Kendall's bear hug, but he completely is taking down his father. Right. This is the like through the heart. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a writer. 
Well, I think it's certainly out there right now. And this is like I said, like Jesse Armstrong is the showrunner of Succession. And in all the interviews he's doing right now, he he's like, if you read them, uh, you know, whether it's with uh, he did one with with Vulture, he's done one with The Times, he did one with THR uh, and like all of them start very similarly where he's like, I'm really reluctant to weigh in on the specifics of the show. I kind of just want the show to speak for itself. He even says that uh, that certain actors have different opinions than he does like brian cox has given uh some interviews uh about his interpretation of what happened um so let me see if i can pull that up because he uh he thinks i think he's more in line with the idea that he saw this coming uh that he felt like this was uh this was uh something that he anticipated uh Mm. he says it was inevitable but surprising he's talking about the ending in an interview with vulture it was inevitable but surprising in terms of kendall having been so careful through the whole second season he's shied away from his strength kendall has kendall has logan (laughs) knew in order to sacrifice himself he would have to do it through his family he figured that the one chance he had to make uh was to make kendall into the killer that's why at the end he smiles he's achieved what he was after my son has come of age right he's now officially a killer so that's brian cox's interpretation of it that's sure. actually mine. Ryan and I are in agreement. I think what I'm saying is right now, there is no ink on the page for season three. Nothing has been written. Nothing has been sketched out yet. And the showrunner is very deliberately saying like everything that we're talking about right now, that may be what's up. We're so, in a place right now where we have literally no idea for sure. So here's the question. In the beginning of the episode, you see what is the guy who's like a shareholder who's like FaceTiming with and the right. that, he's, he's a shareholder like he's a or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so and that guy's saying like, listen, we actually need it to be you. We've right. talked and it's you. And Logan like is like, yeah, it probably does. Right. And then he goes on the ship and he says, it's got to be me. And he knows that everyone's like, no, 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 no. So maybe in reality, he knows that this is the best way to actually sacrifice himself. I think one of the things that I would like if season three does go into the direction um, of like whether this was like Logan's plan or at least like Logan is proud of his son's transformation into becoming a killer. One of the things I would potentially be interested about that is like, does Logan feel now like Kendall is the right person to inherit the empire even though he's just like stabbed him in the front and like how does that fall back on like Roman and Shiv like what what does this do in terms of like reshuffling the deck of the Roy family I'm, dynamics I'm totally confused as to how any of them survive this is is my question like how how does anyone not. actually survive <laughs> like, how does anyone take over right they're all dirty they all know like uh I I don't understand how I mean is is it to come out it's kind of gonna be like also like I killed a man right and my dad covered that up too I committed manslaughter. Right. Um, and everyone knows. Right. Well, actually, everyone knows. Logan knows. Um, so I just don't get how anyone survives. Like, Roman's dirty. Shiv. Oh, gosh. Can we talk about Shiv for a second? Yeah, let's talk about Shiv. Awful human. Ben's not a fan. I just... That... Uh, first off, good for Tom. Finally, Tom stands up for himself. Um, and pulling a page out of your playbook, Ben is very well known for uh, settling his spite and anger by stealing food off of a person's uh, plate, just I, eating it out. I, I said this, a chicken I said this earlier. Uh, I eat your chicken is the new, is the new I steal your, um, I drink I drink your, your milkshake. milkshake. I drink it um, watching him approach Logan and just eat that chicken was so triumphant. But also, like, Shiv has is just over, just constantly throwing Tom under the bus. She's she's putting him in sexual she situations. She saved his life. She saved his life this time. No, she was like, hey, kill anybody, kill anybody. I mean, sort of after Tom was like, "Hey, you like hurt my feelings so many times," and like 
the the sad I might feel without you is going to be better than the sad I feel with you. Yikes. Yeah, it's I dark. mean, she was like basically guilted into saving him. She I don't feel any empathy message from him, though, finally. Well, yeah, unless like the message was like, I I set you free. Jeannie, you're free, right? And, like her final wish is to is to release him of his of his uh, subservience to the lamp uh, and just like put him out of his misery and divorce the guy. Like, you know what? You should just go back out into the world because um, clearly she doesn't love him. Uh, no, like I think she loves him as a plaything. It's a comfort yeah. thing. Um, but I think the the fact that like so she 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 sells him out at first, like at the dinner table. Uh, she she says that Tom makes sense as far as a sacrifice goes. Um, but then after their conversation in like the fourth or fifth hundredth cove that they visit to spend the day because no <laughs> cove is perfect enough for Tom. When she comes back, she, you know, she tells Logan anybody but Tom. And I think in that moment, as Logan is like scrambling uh, to figure out like who who can succeed him, who should go on. I think this is a point in favor of uh, of him wanting Kendall to have done what he did is Shiv in that moment is like really demonstrating she's not the killer that he needs her to be because no. uh, she's not willing to kill Tom. Uh, but I will say Roman comes out looking pretty competent overall. And he uh, saves Jerry too. He saves Jerry. And as Greg points out, he's generally known as a terrible person. Uh, very astute from Greg. Uh, but Roman also like actually feels like the cleanest of all of them. Yeah. Um, and he actually, I do think is sort of the best person. He's, he, in many ways sort of, has these it's a low bar. Well, it's a low bar, but it's true. He's he has these moments of empathy. He he has some business savvy. I mean, he sits down with uh, the, you know those two generic, Edward, yeah, 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 those guys, and uh, they're trying to talk up this deal oh, with Jamie and Carl. Jamie and Carl yeah, to sure. uh, Logan and Roman is very apparently astutely like, hey, that deal was total BS. So like, it's not. I didn't do a good like I did a a good enough job, but right. like it's not. It's true. not what it needs to be. Uh, and and when at some point. Logan does name him. Hey, like Roman, you're going to take over. That makes sense when he does that to me. Like I was like, yeah, Roman does actually seem like the most competent. Uh, and he, he hasn't, I mean, how much did he know about the, the cruise stuff? Unclear. I don't think Roman did, knew a ton. He did blow up the, he blew up the satellite, the satellite but only a, like a couple of limbs. Got I think there were the thumbs. Process. There were thumbs that were destroyed. And I think yeah. maybe an arm, um, but he's come a long way since there. <laughs> you so know what? Important limb. Yeah. I would say the only actual love in this show is between Jerry and Roman and Roman saves his lady. He does. That was exciting. And he's a chivalrous knight and God bless him. Yeah. He's a luminous knight of the lodge. Roman Roy. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, but I, I think that for, for Roman, I think like you think back to like Emily would season one, Roman have just been like, yeah, go with the, go with the private banking. Like that seems no, like the he'd right be way like, to go. Yeah. Sounds great. Right. Like, like he would just, yeah, like, oh, okay. just let like the satellite blow up yeah. uh, rather than like actually do due diligence on it. So there has been progress made. Uh, and I don't think that it's like marginal. I think it's, you know, significant progress, but I wonder like if, if Logan, Logan being defanged the way that he is at the end of this uh, season. And I think a lot of the, the talk has been like if, if season one was the Kendall season and season two is the Shiv season in terms of who could potentially be in line to take over. Does season three become more of a Roman focus? Do you feel like uh, this season earned it like the finale? Do you think that it earned that? Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, uh, I can only imagine that Roman having become more serious about his role in the company and sort of his interpersonal relationships around him too. I mean, we learned so much more about him in season two than we knew in season one. Um, 
could he be so enraged? Way, way more than we wanted to. Yeah, in some ways. like a little too much maybe at times. But um, he's really into dead people. Yeah. He likes dead people. Well, yeah, that he's was the, the weird cadavers. one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, maybe we see us ourselves ready to kind of uh, understand Roman from a business perspective, and you know, angered by Kendall's actions, you know sort of on that narcissistic kick that he already is on, but sort of well, I don't know, well prepared to make his next move and try to take over. Who knows? Like it's, it's all up in the air as it always is, but you know, I don't know. I think Roman's a much more compelling character than he was from season one. Bendel, so. uh, you mentioned that mm-hmm. you're having a hard time, like imagining like the show, because like, how do people survive? Yeah. What's, what's coming next? I mean, Kendall just like blew up. He'd be sunk way to ship. Rook. It's just what, like, what it, it just like seem. blew it up. He's basically is saying that like, I have these documents. It proves that my dad knows clearly other people know. Um, also like he ripped stuff up and then like threw the paper onto the desk. And like, you see like some of the reporters just like fall onto that. What did he rip up? I like, thought that was the statement that was prepared yeah, for him. He doesn't have the documents on him. He says he's going to release sure, but them. But by like throwing the paper and just like even throwing like, and it was like into like was four big pieces. Move. It was a mic it drop. It doesn't move, matter. It's just That's, like throwing like, you know, chum to the sharks. No, but right? that, that was just the statement. In a recycling bin instead? It was the statement he was going to read anyway. It was no, I was know, but the said. statement he was going to read, like, I feel like it's a big statement that he's like throwing out the prepared statement and showing that like he just went rogue you know what i mean like that's that's a big deal that's a fairly big deal that like people are gonna scoop that up and be like oh shit he was supposed to read this other thing yeah yeah uh so that's just kind of an i thought that was pretty clear to everyone though that he was like going totally off script i mean everyone starts like everyone starts freaking out like everyone in the room is expecting him to just shock absorb the thing and then he's like yeah by the way my dad is uh, so uh basically actually my father's a monster (laughs) and i'm not that bad and pretty much that's the speech um as he steals more vape cartridges (laughs) right yeah stealing batteries left and right I think the question for for me had been like, um, you know, succession so far has not like spanned a huge expanse of time. I don't think from like what we've seen from the start of the show to where we are now can't be more than like half a year, I would guess, <laughs> at the most. Yeah. Um, what a jam packed year. It's been a it's been eventful. I would love to see a succession timeline because I'd love to see. Ooh, uh, that's a good idea. I'm sure somebody's working on it or somebody already Maybe has you should that. Write it. If people I'm all busy at the moment. But if somebody, if, if somebody, if somebody, if somebody's on that, I would love to see it. Um, but I guess I had wondered, like, could we, is, is the answer to your question of like, what the hell does the show look like? Because how do they survive that? Is it like a big leap forward in time where we're, we're past like the, the shareholder meeting and whatever the aftermath of that is. And so we've really got a new status quo to work with. Uh, you would imagine at that point, Logan's probably physically doing pretty poorly uh, in addition to the business. Or do we have to like go really immediately after this as season two did like season two picked up right after uh, 48 hours after season one. Like, do we go like with a pretty tight timeline like that? And if that's the case, shareholder meetings coming up in like two weeks. So that's going to be like episode three or four, if not earlier. I would be really upset if there was a giant leap. I want to see, you wanna see like, the blood. I want to see, yes. And, and we deserve you it. You vote the same way, Fox? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So showrunners, if you're listening, give us blood, <laughs> give us score. Um, One of our 17 listeners. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jesse Armstrong, latest subscriber to post show recaps. Uh, yeah, We want to see the skulls. Yeah. I think we want to see the skulls. I want to see the type of champagne that Cousin Greg popped open. Is it his favorite champagne? Or it's rosé. It like rose. yeah. If it's open, he'll drink it. Yeah. Uh, I think that like the, you know, where, we, where, we're, where we're at right now is we're in like the final hour and a half of Titanic. 
uh, where like <laughs> there's so much movie and it's a it's a it's a riveting film for, and for much of that time. There's not enough room on that. There's a love piece story. Loading door. There's a love story. You're getting mad at at Billy Zane and his hair. Uh, you're, I wasn't mad at it. You're there. starting to feel like uh, this Fabrizio guy is a pretty good guy, and like that's where you're at for like the first like hour and a half, two hours of the movie, and then the, the ship hits the iceberg. You're like, oh shit! Well, it's gonna sink, and then it's a you know you would think that like okay, then it just sinks, but it's a long process. It's a good you know it's the other half of the film. Uh, I think that that's what's just happened on Succession is we've hit the iceberg. And where we're going for season three would probably strike me as like the slow process of Waystar drowning. Like we kind of thought that we were already there, but I think like we're now like really in the drowning phase or maybe a new ship, uh, like a ghost ship of the Titanic will, mm, will rise wow. from, its, from its ashes. Were you struck by the irony, Ben, that uh, this cruises scandal is what's bringing Waystar down. Uh, and yet this episode took place essentially on a on a cruise yeah, ship. Sails out, nails out, bro. Love that. Um, is that a rule uh, as far as you uh, are I, aware of I've ships? Yet ship to decorum? experience that. I know there's like a boat shoe thing. Like there's like a real mm-hmm. thing about not marking up your boat with the so you wear some boat shoes. They yeah. like specifically designed yeah. um, shoes for that. I would assume that yes, nails out, sails out, nails out, nails out. Maybe it's the thing. I I, I pray that Kendall. How are your that feet? Up. How are your feet, Ben? They're hurting. Just generally, yeah. How would they? Would you be embarrassed of them on a ship? Oh, um, let's take a look. I'm wearing a bandaid on one right now. Through mm. I have a mm. blister from running. I run a lot, and uh, a high-powered yacht. Would I don't. Not I don't really care, honestly. Um, is How it, about you? You'd feel comfortable with your with I your need feet? To Emily? touch up my toenails a little. Yeah, yeah. more toenail polish. I, I do. I'm interested in like the logistics of having a pool on top of a boat. Like, what happens when one hits um, some? You know, rocky waves, right? Pull over. I don't really understand that. Um, um, you were very struck, Ben, by the, the Christ-like imagery of uh, <laughs> yes. Of Kendall I would love to say pool. that I caught that myself, but actually, the Twitter told me it, and I was then amazed. It was incredible. So there's like a scene in the beginning in which Kendall's in the pool and he's kind of le- leaning back, and it's got everyone on the sides of him. It's like sort of like a drone shot. And Kendall very much looks like he's crucified. Yeah. Uh, so I, I believe that's called foreshadowing. Or perhaps um, the baptism. It doesn't. I Well, mm. Mm, interesting. Mm. It seems like crucifixion. We've had uh, two season finales in a row where uh, Kendall being submerged in water is an important. Oh, image, wow. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah. religion. Uh, huh? Some sort of bath for season three. I guess he already took a bath at the start of season two. Uh, I don't know what what sort of uh, what sort of wet ending we can look oh, forward to with uh, with Kendall Roy in the season three finale. Uh, Hopefully, but, it's not in his bed again. What like, a, yeah, oh, what a mess. moist suggestion. Making a mess. Hopefully, it's not like blood. Like, is this like the 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 danger levels that we are in? Let's sit, let's play out the yeah, scenario. That, no. Let's play out the scenario where Logan very authentically wanted to sell Kendall out. It, you you trust that like it, it hurt him to the degree to which Logan Roy feels pain uh, that he did not like doing it. Uh, but now that Kendall has uh, has lashed out against Logan, that. Logan actually does not like this at all, did not expect this at all, and is now going to really severely go to war with Kendall. Is there any universe where this ends fatally for Kendall? That would be so dumb. It'd be intense. I I hate that. Kendall could like accidentally kill himself, Mm -hmm. like with drugs, or I mean, he was like had that passive suicidal ideation before. But do you expect a drug ridden Kendall Roy for season three? No. 
Yeah. I think he's cleaning up his act. Yes. I think he's going to be like motivated to get his SHIT together. Mm. Um, I didn't want to do too many, um, too many curse words, you know, but, um, uh, I think this is motivation for him to get his stuff together and to like take down his father. I think this is like, if he is, if that is his motivation, then I think he will truly be fully dedicated to that. Or he's dedicated to saving this organization through some sort of weird plan that he has. I don't really know. Yeah. Does he think that like he can now like reconnect with Stewie and Sandy? Like, no. does he think that that is on the table that he can have like the, the no. Stewie Sandy thing? But this is what yeah. Logan does best is he makes enemies all around him. So maybe Kendall's just taking a play from his book. Yeah. This is the first of many people to be alienated by him. Well, it's funny because we think uh, what I was struck by in this episode is that you think of Logan Roy as this very competent sort of leader uh, that he's built this, you know, he's a very good businessman. But that dinner table scene, like it's all of Logan's flaws. It's every bad play he's ever made. He's put these family members in charge who he's basically abused. Then he's got these other people in charge who are just constantly I mean, people are just willing to like give each other up as uh, Roman calls them. Yes, the shit fucks. (laughs) Um, which is amazing. Also, like he puts Tom in charge of ATN. Like, what did he? Why do you do all this? This is a really bad management, and right. everyone hates him. It's basically because he wanted to control everyone. But in the end, he has created such bad blood between him and literally everyone at that table that uh, it's a disaster. That whole thing is a disaster. If season three begins the way that the first two seasons have begun then it's going to begin with Kendall on his way to a very important mission for the business. Uh, the first season ends with him in uh, the first season begins with him rather in the back of the limo, you know, bopping to, oh. to hip hop, getting, getting pumped up for That's the, that guy. for the, for the vault, for the Walter <laughs> acquisition. Uh, season two begins with him uh, in a much different state, energetically on his way to uh, give the, 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 um, the newscast about his position on why he pulled out of the bear hug and why he's advising against it now. So if season three follows that map, then it's going to begin with Kendall on some kind of mission. Do we want to posit some theories as to what those missions could be? Uh, because I feel like a scenario that I could very easily see is Kendall immediately getting back on a plane with Greg, flying straight back to where the family is on the boat right now, getting onto the boat speaking with Logan and being like, yeah, so uh, you saw me on the TV. This is not personal. This is just business and also screw you and you're terrible and you now need to withdraw and I've given you good reason to do it. And the company belongs to me and name me as your successor and I will take the company into the future. Uh, And having proven himself to be like a full blown killer at this point, can't you imagine the scenario where Logan says yes to that? And is that the way forward for Waystar that Kendall literally throws his father to the wolves, tells his father that that's what he's done and you need to surrender the castle to me now. And that's our only way to survive. And Logan just does that. Yeah. No, No. you don't think there's any chance. No, he's not going quietly. No, there's no shot at all. Where's the drama in that, Josh? I think the drama in that then becomes uh, Shiv feeling jilted because she thought that she was due the the title. Uh, Roman feeling like he was starting to build himself a case of being on top of the mountain. And here comes Kendall, who's just betrayed the entire family, now saying, give me the keys. I'm in charge. And so going the, full Heisenberg. So the on kids the situation. just start cannibalizing each 
other it's is, like, is the it's, next it's, phase it's inter- of the show. It's, it's internal civil war once again amongst the siblings, basically. And Logan, uh, you know, falling into there somehow in some way, shape, or form. It's so funny. It's like the, they did plant so many things in this show, which they haven't used. I like Kendall's dick pic. Like, is right. that going to come up? Oh, Could be. Uh, um, you sent that to Naomi, that. right? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, him and Naomi <laughs> seem to be on decent currently, terms. Currently. Well, he also had to send her home, though. So maybe she's a little annoyed. Um. Even though it was Logan's fault. He did the L to the OG rap. I yeah, think but how a about, dick pic is not going to be the most embarrassing thing that happens to Kendall Roy. How about the other thing? Unless in fact it's that not a good pic. He did kill a person that's yet to be publicized. Oh, right. So like, a big why deal. don't we, like, where is that going to go? That's, that's going to be used, I would assume. This is just, isn't Finite Lights. You don't just kill someone and it disappears in a season. Hey, I interviewed Jesse Plemons for El Camino uh, yeah. on The Hollywood Reporter. Go check out the interview. Yeah, you're right. I think that like to <laughs> to to say that like the the, the killing is going to just go completely unmentioned uh, and disregarded moving forward doesn't feel likely. It's just it's not po- it's not impossible to me that like. It never sees the light of day. I think that the thing would have to be uh, Kendall finding some way to like convince Logan that like he can't use that card. Um, and so I think that that has to come down to like if Logan is authentically in some sort of way proud of what Kendall has done here. Like why play that card? He's dead anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, and, I guess RPI. So also like Logan has covered this whole thing up and Kendall is aware that he covered up. He had that like guy go in and like talk to Kendall about how they've taken care of the whole situation. Right. right. So that's another black mark on, on Logan as well. Although I do think that Logan would be willing to spend time in jail. I think despite it, but everyone, I, but I think that Kendall would too, you know, yeah. Ken, when Kendall's in the room with Logan, he says, it's good to pay for the boy. Uh, and Logan's the, oh, one yes. said, Logan's the one who's like, no, don't nothing about that. That was not, he was no one. It was not an individual. It was not a person. Uh, and so Kendall gives daddy the kiss as was prophesied uh in the in the the kiss from daddy video uh that has been making grounds which i assume you have seen perhaps you have have not been uh you should google the succession theme song uh as uh with with lyrics that are all about getting a kiss from daddy it's very very funny and it predates kendall kissing his own father and giving him like the i knew it was you fredo kiss uh and sending him to his business grave uh that i think that before everything that he did i think he just like he's willing to die but he's willing but he wants to die for the right crime Uh, and he's like not going to fall on the sword for the cruises thing when that's not on him and the reason why the boy is dead is because of like the culture that his father fostered i mean the real reason why the boy is dead is because kendall drove him into a lake but that doesn't happen if his father isn't such a huge piece of shit that kicks off everything that puts Kendall onto that path. Um, but I think for like the specific crime of killing uh, the boy, I think that Kendall will own that if he has to. Um, he's just not going to take the, yeah. he's not going to take the heat for the big. It thing. does seem like it would probably be a relief for Kendall to own up to it. Given the, uh, the money, right. Leaving the money. Right. Also, I was, I thought that was maybe get traced back to him, but still could. It's out there. Um, hanging out there. Hanging I guess, chat. I guess maybe since the uh, people who write TV know this better than I, Maybe you just leave little sprinkles, little sprinkles of Craig's throughout the show, and then you can come back later if you want to. So, one of the great text messages I've received in the last uh, uh, 48 hours uh, came my way from Ben Stern, uh, which was uh, let me let me see if I can go back and pull it up. Uh, it's oh God, cousin Greg, and I knew immediately Ben that you were watching the very first scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, of the it season is. Finale. It is. 
It is. It is as so, it is. So it is as it shall be. It, it shall be. <laughs> it was just. It's. Um, it's so. It's such a genius. It was so, like. It was such a masterstroke. Like you can. You can imagine that they're not writing it for that reason, but it's got to be in the back of their mind, Emily. That like they put in in the very first scene of the finale. So much is at stake. The stakes could not possibly be higher at this point in time. And here's and they, Ichabod Crane. And they launch in with Ichabod Crane testifying during this high stakes trial, and he's just like walking perp walking to the to the to the microphones <laughs> with all the photographers in front of him he hasn't even spoken a word nobody has said anything yet and they're just like letting you like wallow in the awkwardness and the awfulness of what's to come well that's what i was so worried he was gonna become the scapegoat for whatever reason even though like i know that that just that there's not enough power behind that to really make the mark in terms of like great plot twists and, and writing but Either way, I was really, really nervous for him. But how can you be that nervous and not like laugh uncontrollably? He's such an incredible character. Uh, this is a little off uh, base, but I did find peak internet content this week in which I found a picture of the actor who plays Cousin Greg playing basketball mm. as a high schooler. <laughs> and I love basketball and I love Cousin Greg. And let me tell you, I posted it to my Instagram story. Uh, I saw that actually. He yeah. must have been uh, a really good basketball player. Is he six player. seven? Yeah, he's tall. That's crazy. He's a tall he, man. He was on the Ellen Show doing an interview the other day, and Vulture actually re uh, re <laughs> upped it as a, t a side story, saying that he there it was like Nicholas Braun is too big mm. for the Ellen set, and it shows him hitting his knee on her coffee table <laughs> during the middle of an interview. Oh God! <laughs> it's like so subtle, but so great because he's just so similar. You know, to his character, I think he he's fairly a lot close. Of ways. I think he's fairly close, which is which is amazing. Let's get into some feedback before we wrap up. Brendan Fitzpatrick wrote in thumbs up or thumbs down on sales out, nails out. I feel like I'm a thumbs up, right? If it's a hundred percent, yeah. If it's your boat, you get to tell me to take my shoes off or not. So thumbs up for sure. And I just like the phrase. I want a shirt. Sales out, nails out. I'm yeah. sure it exists. I'm sure it exists. We'll make it for you. We'll make it for you. Uh, Fitzy continues, the scene before Logan gets there with all the siblings just sitting around actually getting along and enjoying each other's company was really great. I'm the third of four kids, two brothers and a sister beside me. So this really hit me in my happy comfort place. I really enjoyed that too. And I especially enjoy it now because I feel like we're not going to get a scene of like the the siblings Roy just like taking the piss out of each other as innocently as they did in this scene for a very long time where they like start like talking to each other in like Muppet voice and stuff <laughs> uh, like that was really fun. And it, and it goes back to what you said a few weeks ago, Emily, like the idea of like, can you imagine uh, what they would do together if they could just like team up instead of just like tear each other apart? Totally. Like they're capable of some good stuff. Um, Ishe Marciano wrote in and said, Kendall's season two arc is one of the best I've ever seen, making us believe he owes his dad for the cover up only for the other shoe to drop in the last scene. Do we think Logan would expose what happened to the waiter to get the upper hand? Uh, let's just get a, a yes or no on the table. Um, ben, do you think that Logan would expose Kendall killing the, the waiter in order to get the upper hand? Yes or no? Um, yes. I, I, why not? He'll do anything, it seems, but I don't think that's going to happen. Emily, what do you think? I think I agree with Ben. I, I mean, he certainly could employ that, but it needs to be for the right reasons. I don't I don't think that that's just a, like a gut check reactionary thing to do. Yeah, he would weigh it, I think, yeah. really heavily. 
Uh, and then probably ultimately do it because he's a terrible person. Uh, Ishe also adds, in season one, when Tom finds out about the cruises, he approached Kendall for advice, and Kendall told him that his father always loved the employees who would fix problems like this without telling him. Do we think the writers already knew that Logan would task Kendall as the scapegoat ultimately? Probably not that early on, right? Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell, honestly. What do you think, Ben? I don't think so. I think it's also Kendall saying, like, hey, Tom, don't tell me about this thing. It's not a thing I want to deal with either. All right. Well, we haven't talked a lot about the fact that like Kendall and Greg have like the ultimate team up by the end of this. That like this isn't just a Kendall joint. Uh, like by giving Greg the apartment earlier in the season, <laughs> Kendall has like ingratiated himself with, with cousin Gregory the Eggery in such a deep way uh, that that Ichabod Crane fuck is so closely aligned with Kendall now that these two, it's like their backs against the world. But who's coming with me uh, to quote Jerry Maguire? Who's coming with Kendall and Greg? Like if we're going into World War Roy in season <laughs> three and the family is going to be uh, sniping at each other from across the aisle, if this is like the Civil War of succession uh do you imagine a scenario where like tom comes to yes. to the to the yeah. aid I, of I think that Kendall tom would come and save greg because they have a, such a sick and demented relationship and i believe that tom actually truly loves greg also <laughs> like tom could just go, go against shiv i think tom is done tom yeah. is over it he's done he doesn't want to have a threesome. He doesn't want to have an open <laughs> relationship. He doesn't want to deal with her dad. He's done. He's out. He's going rogue. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him indeed. Um, here's my question. What does Logan's brother think about all of this and Greg's involvement? I'm sure we'll find out. And I can't wait. Uh, yeah, I feel like... He doesn't like it. Well, he didn't... Well, he likes Kendall doing that. He doesn't like Greg. Well, he didn't, he didn't love when Kendall was trying to like weasel his father right, out of the he's company like, still like he's my one. brother he's my brother but i think does does uh does you and roy respect kendall's move now that he's stabbing him publicly right like now that he's like taking the shot at him in front of the world he's not trying to do this behind closed doors he's not trying to do this in some kind of clandestine uh board meeting or bear hug or anything this is just an, an old school hit job uh is he going to respect that a little bit more because he spoke truth to power like he called his father out for what he is i think he could be a, a pretty uh, powerful ally in the next season really hope that tom uh uh, comes to the, the <laughs> to the Greg and Kendall team. That'd just be great. Like I feel like you could see the splits pretty easily. Like Shiv mm -hmm. and Roman and Jerry on one side. Yeah, great team. You know, great team. Uh, come on. Yeah, I guess fine. I guess ultimately great team. Um, Dave Baker says, uh, "What is the true story behind the Roman Roy rescue? Do you feel robbed, Ben, that we didn't get to like see yeah. like how that uh, all wrapped full up?" Full disclosure: I didn't like that storyline at all. It's like my least favorite storyline of the show. It didn't feel necessary, and it was super random. I think. I mean, I think it was it was important to like uh, for him to go and for him to secure the stuff. But it did feel like added drama yeah. for the sake of added drama. I think that that probably I would agree for me, um, that whole storyline was like the most confusing and probably the weakest of the yeah. season to the point where like it felt like even the, the writers like kind of abandoned it, like, we'll just yada yada yeah, him back. That's, into the show. that's what I was going to say is that I think I feel like they like were just like, actually, let's just put him back. And they did. And I was happy to deal with that storyline anymore. So I don't care. Yeah. Um, Dave Baker also writes, what impact will the apparent collapse of the Logan Marsha marriage have on future events? Emily, are you going to miss Marsha? Seems like she's gone. Not really. I am a boss. What an ice queen. Uh, I like the ice queen. Really? I mean, you know, I, I feel I would feel robbed if like we never found out what Marsha was all about. She probably let her son move into the house 
and Logan's gonna live in one of their other gigantic places. Well, it seems maybe I don't. Oh, and one, yeah, yeah, maybe he misses her. He does miss her. He misses her. He says he couldn't even take his shirt off around her or his old his oh, old wife. That was great. His that wife. was a great, yeah, great, uh, very uh, telling, yeah. very puritanical. Yeah. Uh, Logan Roy back in the day. Do you think that we'll see Marcy again? Do you think we'll see yes, Marcy again? I think ben? she's gonna do something bad. Yeah, probably. Team Kendall. Oh well, yes. she knows yeah. about Kendall. Oh, oh, God, right. She knows. Guys. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, no. Yeah, she was in the room. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, I think that's that's part. That, that, feels, that feels true. Um, yeah, that's not great. I don't know exactly what form that takes. If, like, Logan can convince her to, like, come back into the fold or, like, you don't get, uh, like, whatever good split on the divorce. It's not coming your way. It's going to be ugly if you don't sell Kendall down the river. And she'd probably pretty quickly sell him down the river if she Yikes. had to. Yikes. Season three. Yikes. It's going to be intense. Uh, Dave Baker also asks if Benign Fungus is a better band name, episode title, or medical condition. Uh, I think it's a great band name, personally. It's a great name for Greg. Uh, <laughs> it, really, <laughs> it really is. Um, Zach Brooks, the aforementioned, says that there were great callbacks in this episode to earlier in the season. Kendall with his face near a wall of glass panes, an awkward meal about the line of succession, and ending the season where we started with Logan choosing someone in the family. We even come full circle with Kendall giving a press conference in both the premiere and the finale. I think that that's the key. Like you got to study the first episode pretty closely because uh, you're like, oh, we'll probably end fairly close thematically, at least to, to where we started. This is ruining the show for you for season three. Um, <laughs> Tom Palmer uh, says people are calling Kendall's speech at the end a twist. But to me, the more surprising part of this episode was not Kendall's betrayal. It was that Shiv did not betray Tom. Were you surprised by that? And it did it change your opinion on whether she really loves him? Ben did not Why change your opinion not- at all. She betrayed Tom. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. Just because she didn't like fully have him become the blood sacrifice doesn't mean she didn't betray him. She went at the table and said, Tom's a good option. Yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything. No, say it. Say no, I think we're good. <laughs> you, feel, no. you feel all right yeah. on it. Um, I think that it's probably like it's too little too late is what it is. Yeah. Like, I think it's like, uh, you know, she's like trying to be a good person in that moment. And I think it's uh, it's going to be tough. The action that Shiv took was out of sheer guilt. Right. It was not out of anything remotely. Resembling uh, true love. No. True love. Awful. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our succession coverage uh, for the finale. Unless either of you have anything else that you didn't touch on from the episode that you feel like we should get into. I would like to uh, go around taking chicken off of more people's plates. I think that that's something that or just other meats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's a great way to show your dominance. I think so too. To assert yourself as the alpha. We in knew any someone situation. in college who did that with pizza. We did know that person. Uh, he did. Uh, uh, Sean uh, stole a slice of pizza from uh, somebody's uh, table at Acropolis in Syracuse, New York. Uh, it was quite the sight to behold, uh, and he was a legend forevermore from that moment onward. Uh, but who will grab the proverbial drumstick in season three uh, is the major question that we are left with here as Succession season two comes to a close. Succession season two better than season one? Yeah, I think so. Ooh, better. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, I love this show. Yeah. I think it's the best show on television. Yeah, it, it is climbing to my favorite show ever. If this continues, wow, yeah, I love it. 
it's spectacular. It's really excellent. I'm so glad that we're watching it. It's like, I'm so glad that it exists. I hate how close to reality it is sometimes, yeah. uh, but I love that it exists. Um, I think, I think like season one maybe is more consistent uh, of like a more consistent quality level than season two. I think that season two, every episode, Ben, you coined, you, you had said it to me like succession is going supernova right now. Uh, that there was like a point in time where like, it felt like every subsequent yes. episode was the new best episode of the show. I think that that stopped at a certain point. It did. But yeah. that Valter episode, I will say, I think might be the best show. Best, best episode, episode of the show. Um, because my dad told me to do it. Because <laughs> my dad told me to. Yeah, but then there's Boar on the Floor in the next one. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. like culturally uh, important, you know? Boar on yeah, the Floor. Yeah, but the, the <laughs> savagery of Kendall in the Valter episode it's, is so good. It's pretty good. Safe Room is a remarkable episode. Uh, Turnhaven is a really, really good episode. Ariestes is a great episode <laughs> as well. I guess when you meet their mom, that's pretty incredible too. This show's so good. It's a very, I don't know. It's a very all good really show. Good. But I, I think that like the front six of the season was really where it was at for me. And then I think like there were moments in the back half that were really, really great. But I don't think like popped in, in quite the same way that every other episode up until then felt like this like really perfect. I think like, listen, I think like, uh, you know, pulling strings at, at a certain point. Uh, that it's you know it's it's still such a great great show. The show is like a roller coaster that has a top speed, and we're just taking it right up to that point. Yeah. You know, uh, petition for more Brian in season three, uh, Roman's friend that he made. Uh, oh wow, yeah, he disappeared. Just disappeared. Cox. I really thought that he was uh, gonna come back. I think his name was Brian. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, let's get more of him, but get him on the. Oh, you know what? Because uh, they're the, gonna start a new company. The, the, Ro- the Roman Shiv side is gonna need their own uh, cousin Greg. They're gonna need their own comedic foil. That so they're gonna bring back. Brian into the into the mix they're great ideas great ideas that's probably roman's first uh management decision besides marrying uh jerry jerry yeah that would be good they're too. gonna do it next season oh that would be great that'd be great also I I a thing it, but be that great. you told me wasn't gonna happen i was wrong i'm often wrong ben you listen to these podcasts and you'll find out just how wrong i, I don't am. i know <laughs> i know i'll send you uh the printed out summary i'll okay, transcribe great. each yeah, one perfect for you moving forward emily fox is a little bit of an end of an era for us as we've been podcasting consistently every week since big little lies uh started over the summer uh we're trying to figure out what we're going to do next on the podcast and we have no plans at the moment i'll miss you i'll miss you too i'll never talk to you um, again so we'll this is gonna see be you awkward. on the uh <laughs> nba basketball themed uh Wiggler, Fox, Stern podcast. Oh my God. I have uh, nothing to talk about. I have I a lot of hot Celtics takes. From okay. 1997 or something. I don't think, I don't Cousin think anyone, Greg theme content. I don't think anyone is here for that. Uh, but that's going to do it for our succession coverage here. Uh, if there's more feedback, if there are more takes, Dom, if you want to hop back on the horn, we can certainly do that uh, because I think uh, there's there's a lot of thematic meat on the bone here still to chew upon. That uh, we stole from a plate. That we stole from a plate. Uh, but until that time that's going to do it uh subscribe to what we've got going on here on poster recaps there's tons of stuff there's down the hatch the lost podcast there's the walking dead podcast that's going on right now there's mr robot podcast that's going on right now all the podcasts are going on uh until next time whenever that may be Uh, take care bye no no cries